morning. Are we still good morning? Yeah, we are still good morning. Praise God. Amen. What are we about? Raise your right hand and tell me what are we about. We are about the Great Commission, manifesting Christ in our everyday life, in preaching the unconditional love and grace of God to the nations of the world, and leading people into an intimate relationship with God. Amen. That is our purpose. When you join this church, that is what you The Bible says, ask of me, and I'll give you nations for your inheritance. So when you, you join, that's what you're part of. When you give, that is what you're giving to. Amen? Ask of me, and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. Good morning, everyone. Take your seats. Praise God. Okay, I have, thank you so much, worship team. Thank Pray you. I have a few things here to do before I begin to teach. Uh, let me take this opportunity to welcome Mr. Mushabe Stephen and Namanya Jovanis. Let me welcome you. Come, please. Come forward. So, stand here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Emos. You're a gentleman. Thank you for being a gentleman. Okay, so, these two are getting married. If you're not happy, me, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, so, these two are getting married on the Second of April. Ninth. Oh, it's ninth, not second. Okay. You gave me wrong information. So it's ninth April. It's going to be a Saturday. And you're getting married in Chegegua. Uh, Holy Ghost Church. Holy Ghost Church in Chegegua District. So these two are getting married. And you work in Dubai. Right? You okay. So thank you so much for coming back. Hey, thank you for coming back. You promised that you're coming back to marry her. And you came back. Hey. Hey. 
So Tom Savila Tagenda again is of Tampas at Yakomao. Yeah. He came back. So we're gonna pray for you. And so we announced you today so that uh, the whole church uh, sees you and get to know your plan, but also to stand with you, to pray with you. So I ask you please stand with them. I ask you to pray with them. Uh, which generation do you belong to? Lina's generation. Is Lina here? Lina is not around, yeah. So, you know, generation members, now you know what to do. Yeah, please do something quickly. Yes, okay. And that's why you have to be in a generation. Build relationships, be part of a generation. Because people are very important in such a time. Okay. So I ask you as a church to pray for them. Their wedding is on the 9th. Stand with them. Hey. So stand with them. Praise God. Can we pray for you? That God will bless you that God will increase you and God will prosper you. We are praying even beyond the wedding that your prosperity as a couple will be manifested and that God will build your marriage on agape and that your children will inherit nations. Come and raise your hands. Father, one of the Because the words I have spoken are true. And they've come to pass. That this man, he's a righteous man. And your word says that I was young and now I'm old. And yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his children begging for bread. This man is rich. This man is prosperous. This man preaches the gospel. He's a kingdom man. He will spread the gospel. And I bless her. And the fruit of her womb. That the fruit of her womb will inherit nations that the Great Commission will be part of their marriage. And these two will soon find their place in the gospel. In the name of Jesus. I bless you, and I bless the 9th of April. I speak finances, the full finances. Let increase come in your hands. 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 You will not lack even in this time. Men shall bring to your bosom. Men shall be bring to you in the name of Jesus. And people shall answer to this call. And above all, you become an example to our generation. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you for coming for this wedding. Yes. So God bless you so much. God bless you. Uh -huh. You've done the job. Yes. Clap for Amos. Amen. 
so please uh, let's stand with uh, people that are getting married and make sure that things go well. Amen. Praise God. Are you ready to hear the word? I have a few minutes to minister to you. A few minutes to minister to you. Um, we are talking about the love walk. We said last Sunday that love is light. Get your Bibles out and get your notebooks and write down things. What did we say? We said that love is light. If you're going to walk in light, you must walk in love. Love is light and light is love. And we also said that love is the supreme authority. It is the greatest spiritual power. Love is the supreme authority. The principal spiritual power. We saw that in scripture last Sunday. And so I want to continue from where we ended. Are you with me? All other principles of spiritual power, all gifts, spiritual gifts, all ministry must be founded or must operate through the power of love or they are useless. Let me say that again. Please write it down. All other spiritual or other, sorry, all other principles of spiritual power, all spiritual gifts, all ministry, must be founded, all must operate through the power of love, or they are useless. All. So whatever ministry God has put upon your life, it has to be by love. Whatever gift God has given you, it has to be by love. Whatever business God has given you, if you want it to prosper, it has to be by love. If you want your marriage to prosper, it has to be by love. And the love I'm talking about is not the human love. It is not the human love. It is not the human love. It is agape. So let your business be founded on agape. Let your marriage be founded on agape. If everything in your life is founded on agape, you will shine in this world. And you will overcome in this world. Love is powerful. 
Love is light. And you know light overcomes darkness. We live in a very challenging society. Full of injustice. Full of abuse. Full of challenges. But a man or a woman that walks in love will overcome every evil. Listen if you walk in love, you will overcome every evil. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to verse 3. Um, and, uh, I read the Amplified Bible. 1 Corinthians. We saw this last Sunday. 1 Corinthians, verse 13, uh, chapter 13, sorry, verse 1 to verse 3. He says, if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion such as is inspired by God's love for and in us. So the love he's talking about here is not the human love, but he's talking about spiritual love. The God kind of love. Our love for others is inspired by the love we have received. It is inspired by the love of God. So firstly, you need to know God loves you. When you know that God loves you, and you are rooted in the love of God, you begin to love yourself. And you begin to love others. Praise God. And I like what the Bible says here. It says that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion. Love is a spiritual devotion. Praise God. Praise God. I am only a noise gong, all a clanging symbol, if you don't have that love. The Bible says in verse 2, and if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, that is a spiritual power. And understand all the secret truth and, and mysteries and possess all knowledge, that's spiritual power. That is spiritual power. And if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, that's spiritual power. But, everyone say but, have not love if you have all these spiritual powers, but you don't have love, agape, God is love, in me, I am nothing, and listen to what the Bible says, a useless nobody. Uh, you know, you don't want to be someone that is living with that purpose, the Bible says someone who doesn't have love is a useless nobody. It means you, are, you have no purpose. It means you are useless. You are, you are, you are a, a useless individual walking. Those are not my words. 
I'm teaching you the Bible. So the Bible says if you have no love, you don't show love to people. Your life is not founded on agape. The Bible says you are a useless individual on earth. That's the Bible. Now, we're going to look at the definition of love. This love is talking about. The definition of love. The love is talking about is agape. Agape is the highest of the four types of love we have in the Bible. This term defines God's immeasurable, incomparable love for mankind. It is the divine love that comes from God. Agape is perfect. Everyone say perfect. Agape Agape is unconditional. Everyone say unconditional. Agape is sacrificial. Say sacrificial. Agape is pure. Everyone say pure. So we have four types of love. One is what I have spoken about. Agape. Two is eros. Now eros is human love. Love. It's human love. Eros is human love. It is, it is romantic love. It's, uh, it's, it's physical love. And many, many times, this involves sexual desires and, and, and physical attraction. And like we have seen before, that love can be corrupted without agape. Because agape is the highest form. And agape is the foundation. Number three, we have storage. Everyone says storage. Now, storage is family love. Father, mother, and children. Now, in the African context, we have extended families. In the European context, this will mean father, mother, and there are three children. Or there are two children. But in our case, we have aunties and uncles and cousins. And so we, we, we count that family. And so we, we need to have family love. We need to take care of each other. If I don't love Amos, Amos is my blood brother. If I don't love him, there's no way I'll love you. Love your neighbor as love you love yourself. So you have to pray that you have peace in your family. You need peace with your father. You need peace with your mother. You need peace with your sisters. That has to happen. Seek the Lord. Yes, there are struggles in our families where fathers want to see, they don't, they don't even want to see their children. Mothers don't even want to look at their daughters. Sisters don't want to look at sisters. But we believe God for your family. We trust God for your family. That you'll have a good relationship with your father and have a good relationship with your mother. Your brothers and sisters, your cousins, because there is a reason why God put you in that family. You have inheritance there. 
So the attitude of your father, we pray that God will change it. Amen? Because that is your earthly identity. Now we have another type of love which is phileo or philia. Now this describes a powerful emotional bond seen in a deep friendship. And we call this community love. At your workplace, that's community. Your neighborhood, that's community. Okay, that's community. So you, we need to live in communities. You don't, don't be isolated. You have to be in a community. And we believe God that God will, will bring peace in your community. That you will not fight at your place of work. You don't want to have a fighting neighbor. Hmm? Someone who kill your cat and kill your dog. You don't want a fighting neighbor. So raise your hands and say, I need peace. Father, I thank you for peace in my life, peace in my family, peace in my community, and peace in my neighborhood in the name of Jesus. So we are talking about love. If we talk about love, we have to talk about all these things. But you see, all these types of love can be corrupted if there is no agape. That's why we need to preach the gospel of love. So that our community will be introduced to the message of grace. To the message of their unconditional love. Today we live in a society where everything is conditional. And how do we overcome injustices? It's through agape. The gospel of agape has to be preached. Because today, nobody wants to give you anything unless they're getting something from you. Can we talk about that? Huh? So what do we do? To heal our society today is every one of you to join me and let's preach the grace of God and the unconditional love of God because that is what is going to heal our society today for you to get a place in the university regardless of your results it is, you know someone has to take something from you for, me, for you to, to be accepted but is, is it supposed to be like that? No. No. You have your results. You have a right to be in that university. Why should you have sex with a man first? Why should someone force himself on you in order for you to get a place? That is injustice. That's injustice. And see, for us, we shall not go on the streets and riot and fight. No. The message of love is going to bring back morals in our society.
If you understand, clap your hands. It is the message of grace and the unconditional love of God that will bring back morals and justice in our society. You know, you were educated. You went to school for many years. But for you to get a job, you must go in bed and sleep with someone. Is that is is, is, is that where we have now come? Is, is that how we should live? Are you with me? Am I talking to somebody? Oh, by the way, am I living in the same world with you? Am I? <laughs> oh, you're, you're living somewhere. But in my world where I live now, this is what I see. You go to the bank to get a loan. Okay? You, you, you present all your paperwork. And they approve your loan. But the loan officer sends you a text message. And says, your man is ready. I'm going to release it. But can we talk? Now, what are we talking about now? You, you have my papers. You approved my loan. And you're calling me for a meeting. What are we talking about? Okay, I come. Your man is here, we have it. Yes. Yes, my money, you approved it. Yeah, this is yeah, but this is Kampala, this is Uganda. Is that what? Is that the language now? Is that, is that how we do business? Okay. Just give me 500,000. Is that, is that how we do business now? So should you and I go on the streets and riot? That has happened in many years. Has changed nothing. Let's preach this message. You understand? You know, for God is not give and take. No, 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 no. For God, Katonda. freely you have received, freely give. You know, I have people today that are looking at me. They are like, yes. They're asking themselves whether these things can actually apply in life. If you didn't know, they are happening. Why? Because our society has lost God. Even though that are saying, hallelujah, 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 they've lost God. Because if you sing hallelujah, and you call me for a fake meeting. You're stealing from me. Then there is no love. There's no agape. Are we together? Now, let's look at the characteristics of this love that I'm talking about. The characteristics of this love. Are you with me? How, how does it look like? How does it behave? 
Now, here are the characteristics of this godly love presented to us in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13. The Bible says in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. No, 1 Corinthians 13. Verse 4. The Bible says, Love suffers long. And this will help you in our church community. How to live together as a church. But also how to live together as a family. How to live together in your community. Love suffers long. And, and then he says, Love is kind. Everyone says love suffers long. And love is kind. So the Bible says love suffers long. And love is kind. This is the character of love. Suffers long. Love is patient. Today we don't have patient people. Wives are not patient. Men, husbands are not patient. You've just married. You're learning each other. Be patient with him. He might be leaving his socks everywhere. But be patient and teach him. Patience. Love is patient. Long suffering. Okay? One is leaving his plates on the table. And she leaves her shoes everywhere. And you find the husband shouting. Why do you leave your shoes everywhere? But why do you leave your plates everywhere? You all need to be patient with one another. Until you learn how to take your plate in the kitchen. And until she learns where to put her shoes. The problem is, your mother never taught you where to put your plates. And her mother never taught her how to keep her shoes. So now, teach one another. Love is patient. My wife was patient with me. And she's still patient with me. It's not easy to live with me. Because I'm always dreaming and changing things. You think you understand me now? We are together. And tomorrow, I'm somewhere else. So it's not easy to live with me. So she was so disturbed. She has a Swedish mind. Everything is... But for me, God speaks to me in the night. And when he speaks to me, I wake up with the idea. I don't know how to organize that Swedish way. But she's been patient with me. Some things have changed. Some have not changed. So your husband, some things will not change now. Your wife, some things will not change now. Even your mother, some things will not change now. But they will change. Be patient. Why? Because love is long-suffering. Now, I, I have no patience. I have no patience. Yeah, I understand you. But do you know that you are a new creation? You are a new creation. 
you have the God nature in you. How come you say you are not patient? You don't just want to be. But you have the ability to be. Raise your right hand and say, I am a new creation. I am patient. Love is kind. Now let's go to uh, Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Uh, no, verse 12, sorry. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Now, these verses are talking about the character of a new man. Okay, the character of what? Of a new man. The Bible says, if you are in Christ, you become a new creation. Uh -huh. The old is gone. The new has come. How many of you are born again? You are a new creation. Now, the Bible is telling you, this is your character. As a new creation, this is your character. Come on, say, this is my character. So, stop saying, uh, I'm not patient. I'm not patient. You know, I don't take that. I don't take that. I don't take that. Where are you going to live? Where are you going to live? Your character is love. Okay? So the Bible says, verse 12, it's talking about the character of a new man. The person that is born again. He says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, okay, and beloved, put on tender mercies. Now, he says, put on tender mercies. Let's talk about that. He says, put on tender mercies. Okay. What did you do today? You woke up. You had a shower. Okay. You refreshed yourself, right? And you got your dress. And what did you do? You, you put it on. Okay. So he says here, put on tender masses. That means you can put it off and put it on. It is something you decide to put on. It is something you say, I'm going to be different. Are we together? It's, it's, you know, these things I'm teaching is a decision. You wake up and say, I am a new man. So I'm going to put on tender masses. I'm going to put it on and walk in it. Okay? You make a decision. You know why you need to make a decision? Because there are many things against you that don't want you to look like that. Many things that are against you, they are against your new nature. So, we have now to make a decision and put on love. Okay? So he says, he says, put on tender mercies and put on kindness, humility, meekness, 
Long suffering. Humility. Humility. Long suffering. Bearing with one another. What does that mean? Being patient with one another. It means that you don't have high expectations of your neighbor. But you trust God for you and your neighbor. The Bible says, leave room for mistakes. What does that mean? I am going to be patient with you. There is a room for you to do mistakes. Number two. As you receive this deep revelation of love, you even learn to forgive your family members, your wife, your husband, your co-workers. You forgive now the things they have done and the things they will ever do. Is that possible? Yes. You forgive now and forever. You know why? Because I have understood the love of God for me. My sins past, present, and future are all forgiven. All forgiven. So he wants this mind that is in Christ to be also in us. That I look at the people I work with, I work with her. So I look, I look at her, and I, say, I choose to forgive her. Now, and the things she will ever do, I've forgiven her. Is that possible? Yes. You know why? You and I are a new creation. You look in the eyes of your wife and you, you, you tell her, I've forgiven you. The things you have done now and the things you'll ever do. Is that possible? Is it possible? We are born again. This is our new life. It's a life of grace, life of love, life of kindness. So, verse 13. He says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint or a quarrel against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Now, this is not a suggestion. It is a command. For the new man. And he says. He's not telling you. To do the things he hasn't done. He's telling you what he has done for you. And he says. What I have done for you. Do it for others. 
I don't take that. I don't take that. Now, you just imagine that day God wakes up. And he, and, 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 and he says to you, I, I, I will no longer take that. Just imagine what will happen to you. If, he says, if God says, I have given up, I don't take that any longer. And he says, love in verse 4, love does not envy others. Ah. <laughs> envy. Let me show you. Let's go to Galatians 5. Yeah, it's in Galatians 5. So, um, open Galatians 5. Um, Galatians 5. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. Peace. Long suffering. Kindness. Goodness, Obulunji. faithfulness, Okukiriza. gentleness, self-control, against such, Kubiri there is no law. And those who are Christies have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Now, Living in the spirit and walking in the spirit are two different things. We all live in the spirit because we are born again. But we walk in the spirit. That's another question. That is why he says, put on kindness. Put on mercy. Put on grace. Because you can live in the spirit and fail to walk in the spirit. Verse 26. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Let us, let us not. Let us not. Don't provoke one another. Don't be proudful. Don't be proud. Don't be proud. Don't envy one another. Envy. 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 You know, there are people in our society today huh? all they are looking out for is your mistake. Even when they visit your home, there are many beautiful things to look at. But they will look at the mat. You have good sofa set. You have a good dining table, kitchen table, beautiful kitchen, you have a good screen, you, know, you, you have all these good things, they enter and they look at them, everything is perfect, well coordinated, they will decide to go back to the doormat. And at least criticize that. 
Never appreciate. Never appreciate. If you are full of envy, you will never, you will never see prosperity in your life. Never. Never. This if, if you cannot look at somebody and if appreciate you them, victory, you will never be victorious. Now, these are kingdom principles. Are we together? That's what the Bible says. Bible Don't allow envy. What is good is good. Don't, don't fight with the results. Praise God. Love is not prideful. Love does not lift up itself. Philippians 2. Let's go to Philippians. Chapter 2. Verse 3 to verse 5. It says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambitions. All conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5. Now, the Bible teaches that humility is the way to exaltation. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, listen to verse 9. Therefore, 
Because of what we have seen, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Humility precedes glory. Humility precedes glory. Humility. Humility. I was with Elijah yesterday. He took me out for pork. He took me out for pork. Showing some love. So he takes me out for pork and, oh, and Melanie. Yeah. So those two took me out for pork. But we are discussing with Elijah about greatness in life. And the question was, how do you become great and how do you sustain it? So we had a lot of things we discussed about. But, but we majored on one thing. What will make you great in life and successful in what you do and also sustain it is humility. If you're not humble, you make a lot of mistakes. Now, I'm going to end here. I have a lot to teach you. But I'm going to end here. But let me end like this. A man that is not walking in love can never be humble. And yet, humility is the way is the way to the top. But a man that is not walking in love can't be humble. And yet, humility is the way to the top. So humility precedes greatness, glory, power, Jesus says, if you want to be the first, serve. Wash their feet. When you wash their feet, you lead them. The world tells you, dominate, intimidate them, put them where they belong, give them an attitude. When you enter, make sure you intimidate them. You know, when, when I was doing in, in uh, school, I, I was in college, they, they, they taught us oral communication. And oral communication, they, thought, they, they taught us authority and you know, all beautiful things. But the, what we did, we had a biblical view. But they also brought to us a politician and a businessman who also had to show us his way of communication so that we can look at both worlds. And so the biblical way is what we are learning now. But the word view is different. So when he came, he taught us how to intimidate. 
How do you capture their minds by intimidation? The way you enter the room, make everyone feel they are nothing. What what they, I wonder I will come and show you all these pictures. So this is the word view. You make everyone feel less important. How you come in, how you look at them, and the words you say. But you make sure they don't sound rude. But intimidate them. And when you do that, they will listen. So they teach you how to walk, where your shoe should point. You understand? Your body language to intimidate. Yeah? And, and some people have learned the behavior. Some of them, I see them. I've seen you. Now with you, they look a certain way, they end a certain way, they hide. You can't access them. So by the time you reach them, you're tired So whatever they tell you, you're going to do it. Because you're tired. You do not want to go through what you went through to see them. Even when you meet them. Or you know you can meet somebody. But you're not meeting him. They've not opened for you. So they show you. For me to, to, to listen. And and to speak to you and you speak the back. questions they ask. That's the world view. It's not a kingdom way. Now with that. You will do it. And intimidate them. For a while. But one day, they will rebel and walk on the streets with, with your face up, with, with, a, with a, a star, Is, uh, no, 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 with a cross. Why? Because intimidation will give you intimidation. But love will give you love. If you don't clap, I'll preach for Kale, Listen up on our feet. <laughs> Praise God. Did you learn something today? For me, I have nothing else to give you. But the word of God. I'm biblical views. Amen? Amen. Biblical views. Because I know. There is great, greatness inside of you. So the word of God has to come in and polish you and set you above for greatness. Raise your hands and say, I am great. I am powerful. In Jesus' name, begin to pray.